This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at. An illusion is usually king. But in the survival for our republic, it's going to be reality and not illusion or collusion that will determine the future. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available on demand as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Want to shoot me an email? The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line. Leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, we got a great response from our uh, promotion to give away a free bag of American Pride Roasters coffee yesterday. Uh, We're going to do that at the end of the week. So if you have not sent me your name and email address... Uh, do that, and you will be eligible to be chosen at the end of the week for a free bag of American Pride Roasters coffee. Or you can go to their website if you don't want to take a chance and order a bag for yourself. They're at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Man, oh man, how would you like to be one of those senators forced to listen to Adam Schiff drone on and on, repeating himself endlessly, spinning his delusions you know it's that is a real descent into madness i uh, i listened to adam schiff uh his opening argument yesterday it was i listened to it for about an hour which is all that i could take i can't imagine what these poor senators are going through but he's basically doing the same thing over and over he's uh he's making uh, he's he's repeating his narrative, the the one that he's come up with, that Donald Trump was trying to solicit interference in our election by asking about Joe Biden's obvious corruption in the Ukraine, and then he would spin on a uh, on his heel and and start arguing for evidence to prove his case. <laughs> over and over and over again, and I just I just started thinking about these. Senators that are trapped in their seats. You know, one of the very first things that Mitch McConnell did was uh, um, give them three days instead of two to make their 24 hours of argument. And you can see why the senators insisted on that. They were never going to agree to sit 12 hours a day and listen to this insanity. And, you know, the, the Democrats showed up in the House saying again and again they have overwhelming evidence and the, the case is clear-cut. And then they turn right back around and say, well, we need, we need you to authorize more evidence and more 
witnesses because we didn't take the time to to actually uh, build a case in the house. So now we're going to toss that job over to you. You know, I I know now why the senators are only allowed to drink water or milk. I, that that struck my ear as kind of uh, anachronistic when I first heard it. But the founders that made this rule were, again, uh, brilliant because they knew if they were allowed to drink anything else that you would have a bunch of shit-faced senators sitting out there listening to that, and they they would uh, start hollering responses from their chairs. And uh, in, in the case of Adam Schiff, although I don't think that our founders could have ever envisioned somebody of such low character and uh, mental instability becoming a uh, uh, a representative or being a house manager. But, um, yeah, I, I can see why they're not allowed to to bring anything other than water or milk because uh, you'd be have a bunch of drunk senators out there listening to this after about three hours would start throwing things at uh, at these house managers. Overwhelming, they said, convincing slam dunk case. What's uh, what's happened is a lot of the senators that are sitting out there, knowing that the their constituents are watching this craziness, are actually starting to produce commercials, uh, poking uh, fun, showing um, showing just how absurd the house manager's case are. And here is a, a montage that one of them put together. I think it was uh, Senator Barrasso. He's from Montana or Wyoming, one of those states. Um, showing the 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 um, the contradiction that the house managers are are making. Here today, having heard consistent, clear, and compelling evidence that the president has abused his power, attempted to undermine the constitutional role of Congress, and corrupted our elections. We saw a, a, a strong case. Uh, an an infallible, undeniable case for the impeachment of the president. There is overwhelming evidence. There is overwhelming evidence. There is overwhelming evidence. There was overwhelming evidence. Clear and overwhelming evidence. Overwhelming evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors. Article 1 is adopted. Article 2 is adopted. What we did want, though, and we think we accomplished in the past few weeks, is that we wanted the public to see the, the need for witnesses, witnesses with first-hand knowledge of what happened, witnesses with first-hand knowledge of what happened. Will the senators allow the House to call witnesses to full and complete story is within your power <laughs> So Adam Schiff spent his time. He he would make these uh, these wild accusations that he has absolutely no proof for. He would spin this narrative. That's what the Democrat Party has all become all about. They're just a, a narrative machine. And then he would uh, he would tactically uh, or, or uh, tact that's not the word tactically acknowledge that uh, he couldn't prove his case because you know he would put these these clips on the board and, and nobody ever had firsthand knowledge of this. You had uh, Vindman and Morrison and uh, Fiona Hill and all of these other um, witnesses. 
And it was all innuendo and hearsay, uh, presumptions. Sonderland said he made a presumption that that's what the president wanted. And so Jay Sekulow, uh, who has not um, you know, made his case, that one of the things that was interesting is they kept criticizing on the cables uh, that the Republicans didn't make their case on the first day. Well, that's not what they were there to do. They weren't there to make their case. They were there to argue the resolution. And just because the, uh, the Democrats you know, went back and forth between trying to spin their narrative and, uh, and argue for more witnesses doesn't mean that the Republican uh, representatives, um, legal team, was going to get sucked into that. They were there just to argue on the resolution. When the Democrats get through with their weak, transparent, uh, transparently defective case, that will be the time to make their case in chief. But Jay Sekulow came out during one of the breaks yesterday and pointed out something that was pretty obvious after listening to Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff today talked about quid pro quo. Notice what's not in the articles of impeachment. Allegations or accusations of quid pro quos. That's because they didn't exist. So, you know, there's a lot of things we'll rebut, but we'll do it in an orderly and I hope more systematic fashion. So last night on Tucker's show, he had uh, Victor Davis Hanson on. Victor Davis Hanson has been on this show and he's sort of become so in demand uh, that uh, he's had to uh, choose his his outlets, and um, he's sort of, I think, avoiding me these days because I would definitely like to have him back on this show, but I'm reduced to playing clips. This is kind of a long clip, but this is Victor Davis Hanson, probably the most uh, astute observer of what's going on in our current politics, uh, commenting on what we saw yesterday from the House managers and and lunatic Adam Schiff. Well, I mean, here we are after the whole Mueller, 22 months, $34 million, the Dream Team, the All-Stars, no collusion they found. We had Michael Horowitz as Inspector General, no collusion. We had the FBI uh, operation, uh, Crossfire Hurricane, no collusion. Yet they're talking about collusion and Russian collusion. So what's, what's going on? And there's no special counsel report. There's no bipartisan support. There's no public support. There's no specific crimes. So that brings a second level of analysis. What, what's the strategy? Because they know they don't really have a case. And I guess right. they feel that if they can get it on TV, maybe John Bolton might flip, maybe, or Hail Mary, or maybe they can get four or five senators to to support Trump, and that'll hurt them in on their vote in the next November, and they can flip the, the Senate, or maybe they think they can embarrass Trump. But it's a referendum on how pessimistic they are about their 2020 chances. Apparently, they don't think the New Green Deal or reparations or a wealth tax or, or Sanders or Warren as candidates or M- Michael Bloomberg, they're not going to be competitive. Maybe that's the strategy. But whatever it is, it's bizarre because they're taking a lot of risks because after the emoluments clause and Stormy Daniels, the 25th Amendment and Mueller and all of this stuff, people are, are sick of it. 
and they're going to have they want to call witnesses and i don't think hunter biden will be very advantageous for him because it's beginning to look like an enfeebled joe biden is our only real viable candidate so you don't you want to know what the strategy is and then finally in the last level of analysis historically i think 2020 marks a watershed year in american history because from now on when a president loses his majority the majority in the house especially in his first term impeachment's going to be a vote of no confidence it's going to be a political weapon and it's going to be used against the president and there's a lot of collateral damage we've destroyed the whole idea of a whistleblower it doesn't exist anymore you can remain anonymous you can have second or third hand knowledge you can uh, collude with the opposition party before you go to inspector general and that's going to be permissible the FISA court is totally discredited so what Schiff and Nadler and Pelosi have done is they've had a lot of collateral damage and I don't think we're going to put it all back together again I think we're in a new era of American history and it's going to be pretty scary well VDH talks about this this is going to become a common practice in the future I'm not convinced of that I think that this is going to end so disastrously for the Democrats I think it's going to uh, uh, cause a backlash in the 2020 elections and the Democrats are going to be punished severely for dragging the nation through this farce and ignoring uh, the actual business of the American people. And I think it's going to uh, uh, chasten any uh, House majorities in the future from engaging in this kind of um, uh, uh, political weaponization of impeachment. You know, while I was watching the senators sit there, I thought, you know, this uh, this sponsor of ours, uh, Biofeedback, would come in pretty handy. Uh, you know, if if they could if they could get in there and uh, help the senators work their way through having to listen to all of this. Uh, you know, this is the same technology, bio and neural feedback, that the Department of Defense and the uh, special forces and the U.S. Olympic teams are using to optimize their performance levels and you can uh you can uh, take advantage of this as well you can contact them at their chicago office at one eight 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 four biofeedback that's no do it again jim one eight 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 four bio life that's one eight 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 four two four six five four three or you can find them online at newlifeholistic.com that's newlifeholistic.com so PDH uh, went on uh, to to um, wrap up his observations on the House manager's performance. I think all I think if they're in some kind of cocoon. I think they just watch yeah. MSNBC or CNN, or they talk to Washington bureaucrats, or they go for a drink in Washington. But they have no idea how this plays in Fresno or uh, you know Des Moines. They have no idea what people are looking at this or saying. Wow, we've got all these problems with debt, and we've got uh, problems with health care, and we've got problems in foreign policy, and we're in an existential crisis with Iran and North Korea, and we're we're standing off with China and this is what we get yeah. you know it's more of Michael it's Michael it's at the level this this whole thing is at the level of Michael Avenetti and Stormy Daniels again exactly it's pathetic and I don't think they, they can't sense what they're doing to the country you know I've got a pretty wide circle of friends and I was speaking to him yesterday about whether or not they were watching this and a lot of people tuned in uh just long enough to get their stomach full of um of Adam Schiff who I read somewhere had no friends in in high school, no friends. This guy 
uh, is so repulsive, both in his physical appearance and his smarmy way of trying to convince you uh, of things that things are true that he has absolutely no support for. And hardly anybody was uh, was following it. And yesterday, the uh, network TV started dumping out of this because ratings have crashed. Nobody can put up with it. I think MSNBC and CNN are still uh, covering it wall to wall because it's sort of like impeachment porn for their far left viewers. But out here in the real world, not the the Democrat uh, primary voters uh, that have you know become so obsessed in their Trump derangement syndrome, but in the real world, people can't listen to this. And I just hope that enough people are willing to tune back in and listen to uh, the president attorney's case in chief. I think it's going to begin on Saturday and run into Monday. Uh, well, I guess it would actually run into Tuesday because they uh, they strung it out to three days now. That they'll uh, they'll finally, at long last, be allowed to hear the president's case. He was shut out of the the uh, impeachment hearings in the House of Representatives at the very last minute. They allowed him to come forward after everything was set in stone. But it's going to be fun to listen to uh, Scipione and uh, uh, Sekulow make their case. I wish they had uh, John Ratcliffe up there making their case too. John Ratcliffe uh, was on TV last night pointing out uh, how all of this Dems, uh, Democrat case that they've brought half-baked over to the Senate is, is uh, falling flat. So give us your quick assessment of what you think today meant. Well, today um, was really boring, but the president's defense team was really happy. We're happy that uh, the Democrats decided to take a, a really bad program that they ran over in the House, one that got terrible ratings with the American people, and they're rerunning it over in the Senate right now. So uh, we're listening to the exact same arguments that they made before that fell flat um, a few months ago. Uh, and I think that the American people see this for what it is, which is a disingenuous attack on the president. I mean, the Democrats keep saying our case is overwhelming. The evidence is uh, indisputable. And now over in the Senate, they're saying, but we need more evidence. So I think people see through that. I think they're already tired of this. Um, unfortunately, Tucker, this is going to continue for the next two days. It's not going to get interesting until the president's team finally gets a chance to present their arguments. Oh, crazy, Maisie Hirona, uh, Hirona, the uh, senator from Hawaii, who uh, is expert at saying the most uh, absurd things, appeared on CNN, and even she admitted that the Democrats failed to do their job, their homework in the House, and showed up with a incomplete case in the Senate. 21 years, 21 years ago, during the, the during the Senate trial, 21 years ago, uh, for Bill Clinton's impeachment, uh, the testimonies were done uh, behind closed doors, videotaped, and then the video excerpts were shown uh, to the members of the Senate. Uh, that would be following the Clinton precedent. Would that be acceptable to you? If we were following the uh, Clinton precedent, there would have been all of the this discovery done at the House level, and that's not what's happening at all. <laughs> I think what's going on there is even the Democrat senators are getting sick of this. They don't want to be put through this torture endlessly. They know that even if they uh, they call in and interview additional witnesses, it's not going to advance their case. 
Adam Schiff, you know, is is doing more damage to the Democrats' case and the Democrats' re-election prospects than all of the uh, Trump campaign could possibly do. He was back, uh, not only repeating this uh, this Ukraine Gate narrative that's been uh, thoroughly debunked. He uh, he went back to the Russia, Russia, Russia uh, narrative. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I mean, he was actually going back and claiming that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians after we had a almost two and a half year investigation by uh, Robert Mueller, spent $40 million, interviewed like 500 witnesses and issued 25,000 subpoenas, nothing there, no collusion. And yet crazy Adam Schiff couldn't help himself, went back to his original uh, mentally ill narrative that, uh, that Trump colluded with the Russians. And I thought uh, one thing that he said yesterday, you know, if you have to talk endlessly, uh, you can only squeeze in so many lies, and eventually you're going to say something that uh, is the truth. He admitted uh, that this is about uh, not allowing Trump to be on the ballot in 2020. As we will discuss, impeachment exists for cases in which the conduct of the president rises beyond mere policies, disputes to be decided otherwise and without urgency at the ballot box. Instead, we are here today to consider a much more grave matter, and that is an attempt to use the powers of the presidency to cheat in an election for precisely this reason. The president's misconduct cannot be decided at the ballot box, for we cannot be assured that the vote will be fairly won. In corruptly using his office to gain a political advantage, in abusing the powers of that office in such a way to jeopardize our national security and the integrity of our elections, in obstructing the investigation into his own wrongdoing, the president has shown that he believes that he's above the law <laughs> and scornful of constraint. <laughs> so we can't trust the ballot box because uh, Donald Trump asked about Joe Biden's and Hunter Biden's corruption in the Ukraine. And if we don't stop him now, he might actually ask about Joe Biden's corruption in China. We can't trust the American people to elect their next president because Donald Trump is cheating by pointing out Democrat corruption. At one point last night, that Adam Schiff actually uh, uh, repeated the same line that I've heard the, uh, during the the uh, the testimony of of uh, in, in front of the Judiciary Committee. One of the, uh, that uh, that female, her, her name was Kaplan, said, "We uh, we we're fighting the Russians in the Ukraine, so we don't have to fight them over here." Adam Schiff actually repeated that lunatic statement. So Adam Schiff says we can't trust Donald Trump to be on the ballot because he might he might attack uh, Joe Biden for engaging in obvious corruption in the Ukraine. Misconduct cannot be decided at the ballot box, for we cannot be assured that the vote will be fairly won. (laughs) 
Oh my God. So yeah, I was I was listening to Adam Schiff and the Democrat managers beat this dead horse. They had no proof that they could cite. It was just the same old, same old. What was that Boz Skaggs line? Uh, Once a story is told, it can't help but grow old. No proof, just a narrative. <clears throat> it was really, um, I think it was John Ratcliffe that referred to it as the Seinfeld impeachment. An impeachment case about nothing. And, uh, and and this is all about trying to delegitimize Donald Trump, trying to you know muddy him up so he can't win the 2020 election. See if I've got time for this next clip. No, I do not. Fiona Hill uh, pointed out during her testimony before the Intelligence Committee that uh, this was all about uh, delegitimizing the presidency and the the Democrats are playing right into the very effort that they claim to be opposing. They're dragging this president down while accusing him of being a king. Really? Donald Trump is a king, they say. We, we can't have a monarch. Well, if Donald Trump was actually a king, he would take uh, Adam Schiff and these house managers and throw them in a, a dungeon somewhere, or maybe, maybe worse. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll wrap up the impeachment coverage and we'll take a look at the uh, elections. Uh, Joe Biden's out in Iowa with the field all to himself. Stick with us. You're going to hear two messages, and we'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Well, you know, oh, before I, uh, before I get started, I just want to remind you to send me your name and email address to be eligible to win a free bag of American Pride Roasters coffee. Absolutely fantastic gourmet small batch coffee. You'll be eligible to win 
If you send me your name and email address, you can send it to me at rightnowjimdolls at gmail.com. You can leave it on the vent line at 772-245-0750. Or you can hit me up with a DM on uh, Twitter. I'm at right now Jim Dawes. <laughs> so as as uh, obvious it, as it was that um, that watching Adam Schiff yesterday really for normal people who have not uh, followed the Democrats down this uh, rabbit hole of uh, impeachment insanity, that watching Adam Schiff uh, elicited a, a gag reflex over on CNN, the 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 reaction was just the opposite. They were enchanted. They were in ecstasy. A very, very powerful and forceful speech, uh, two and, almost two and a half hours by Adam Schiff. Uh, a very, very strong case from Adam Schiff. It was a very coherent, cohesive narrative, something that the White House doesn't have. This was a speech really aimed at the better angels. Um, and, and I think Adam Schiff did a really great job. What did you think of the presentation by the lead house manager, Adam Schiff? I thought it was dazzling. Oh, Jeffrey Tubin thought it was dazzling. George Conway thought it was a tour de force. You know, I remember uh, the, the crew over at CNN getting uh, enchanted and enamored of another uh, slippery uh, liar attorney. Remember how they went crazy over Michael Avenetti? He was going to be he was going to challenge Trump for the presidency. It was not just CNN, it was uh, CNN and MSNBC. They were they were gaga over Michael Avenetti. So when you hear them talk about how enamored they are of Adam Schiff, you just have to remember that uh, they, they don't have a real good track record on recognizing BS. Jeffrey Tubin I think would uh, would engage in uh, carnal relations with Adam Schiff, <laughs> and I, I kind of suspect that Adam Schiff is engaged in carnal relations with old Ed Buck out there, the uh, uh, the guy that was uh, getting uh, homosexual prostitutes and and shooting shooting them up with um, with methamphetamine. You know, after the first day, uh, the, the big story was that uh, the, the House impeachment managers had gone overboard by attacking the uh, the senators and saying that if they didn't agree with their case, if they didn't vote to um, authorize more witnesses and more evidence and, and vote to impeach the president, that they were going to be traitors to the nation. All evidence is that didn't go over too well. And I think uh, Josh Hawley, during one of the breaks yesterday, um, said it perfectly. I thought yesterday was really an extraordinary performance by the House managers. Uh, they managed to alienate senators, uh, attack their own jury. You know, I mean, when you had Representative Nodler up there saying that it would be treacherous for senators to vote against their amendments, this was like at 1230 at night, that it would be a vote against the United States. That, of course, brought an admonishment from the Chief Justice of the United States, and rightly so. 
So if the point was to go on for 13 hours to no apparent purpose, frequently using rebuttal time just to delay further and to alienate the very senators that they're trying to convince, and I'd say it was a, a raging success on their part. But if the point was to try to convince people, I, I think they're off to a terrible start. So uh, it was clear yesterday that they were not ready for trial, that they did not want to actually proceed to try this case, and that they had no plan to actually persuade senators. You know, they, they spent their very first day dragging the senators into sort of a recap of their case when they were supposed to be up there arguing uh, their case for um, uh, for the resolution authorizing additional witnesses and evidence. And so, you know, a lot of these senators there are attorneys. They know that their time was being wasted, and it's kind of because they keep referring to this as a trial in the Senate, but this is not a trial in any real sense of the word. None of this um, presentation of disproven allegations or entering hearsay or innuendo, none of that would be allowed by an actual judge in a real trial. The Democrats are, are keep referring to this as a trial, and in a fair trial we have this, and in a fair trial we have that. Well, in a fair trial, they wouldn't even make it to uh, the starting line with this case that they're presenting. And if Adam Schiff tried to get up there and uh, state obvious falsehoods, he would be uh, he would be gaveled down, and if he continued to do it like he he is, he'd be held in contempt and at some point locked up. <laughs> they keep keep trying to say Donald Trump is acting like a monarch that he he can't be. We can't let him be a king. You know, I've I've rarely seen a president in my lifetime that was. Uh, so unwilling and uh, unskilled at exercising the exact the actual executive authority held by the presidency, he's let his uh, executive orders be uh, delayed for months and months with bogus rulings from left wing judges. He's allowed this uh, this impeachment uh, to go forward without, uh, I believe, um, making his best case. I'm hoping that the uh, the president's lawyers will do that beginning on Saturday. Overwhelming evidence, they say. They've um, let me play this clip real quick. Uh, this is another. I'm not going to play that clip. So they they've uh, they've there have been talk about uh, well, if you want to interview John Bolton, who they they believe is going to be their El Dorado that allows them to prove their, their case, then how about uh, we trade testimony from John Bolton for testimony from Hunter Biden? Oh, no, we can't have that. That's that's uh, illegitimate. That's uh, that's uh, Hunter Biden has nothing to add to this case, says Adam Schiff and Chuck Schumer. And it's really an absurd statement when you realize that it was Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's corruption in the Ukraine that Donald Trump was asking about. And if they were, in fact, engaged in that corruption, which all indications are that they were, Hunter Biden never actually showed up for any job in the Ukraine. He never attended any board meetings. He attended two seminars, never actually went to the Ukraine. The only actual activity he engaged in was lobbying the state department while his daddy was vice president 
to call off the uh, investigations of Burisma. And if, by hook or crook, the Democrats are actually successful in calling witnesses, you can bet that they're going to call Hunter Biden. And I predict, or I uh, suspect, that Hunter Biden right now is in some secret location huddled with Democrat lawyers and Democrat spinmeisters trying to uh, formulate his cover story. They're going through all of the arguments they can make that uh, that Burisma paying him $83,000 a month right after his dad was assigned the uh, the portfolio of Ukraine was uh, was just they were they were just looking for their best uh, possible board member to uh to advance their uh their natural gas company joe biden is starting to really crack under the pressure he was out in um in iowa he's actually started running ads uh, saying they're attacking my son hunter trying to uh, to get sympathy uh from the iowa voters but he's dropping in the polls now nationally. Old Bernie Sanders is actually leading in the polls, which is kind of amazing. You consider that uh, Bernie Sanders has a, a history of being a Marxist and supporting Marxist causes in the Soviet Union and Cuba and El Salvador and Venezuela. We've actually reached the point. where a, a, a dyed-in-the-wool Marxist is leading in the, uh, the, the Democrats' primary polling. I've got another one of these uh, ads that are being run by uh, senators in, um, in, uh, in districts or states where either... Uh, They've got a Democrat that's subject to be unseated or a Republican that's subject uh, to, you know, suffering because of this impeachment. It's a great ad. It runs almost two minutes, but um, it just illustrates how much the Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot. And it also illustrates how polished and really top shelf the uh, Republican messaging has become. They never wanted him to be president. They never even thought it was possible. This isn't a real presidential run. Trump will not be president. He will never be president. But then, America spoke. A complete earthquake. Donald Trump wins the presidency. And when President Trump was sworn in as the 45th president of the United States, the left lost it. This impeachment sham started the day he was elected. The first headline in the Washington Post before the president was inaugurated was they were going to impeach him. I will I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. This is about preventing a potentially disastrous outcome from occurring next year. They're impeaching me. You know why? Because they want to win an election. And that's the only way they can do it. So let's be clear. This is not some neutral judgment that Democrats came to reluctantly. 
It's not some somber moment or serious exercise for the left. It is the predetermined end of a partisan crusade. Nancy Pelosi has said she's not going to send the articles of impeachment over. Wait a minute. This is not very serious if you're not sending over the articles. For handing out souvenir impeachment pens. The Congress is wasting a lot of their time and our time. I've been a Democrat for 49 years. I'm very disappointed in the Democratic Party. Right now. They are trying to prevent President Trump from winning a second term. An angry mob is at the gate. But the United States Senate has the watch. The Senate exists for moments like this. So it's time for the adults in the room to have their seat at the table. Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats have had their turn. The sham is over. A fair trial starts now. That's a devastating commercial. You know, you haven't seen anything out of the Democrats, even their presidential candidates, that can match the communications effort out of the Republican Party these days. That was an absolutely devastating commercial. They're going to run those down in Alabama and knock uh, Doug Jones out of the box. Jeff Sessions will retake that seat. They're going to run it up in Maine to support Susan Collins. Hell, they ought to run it out, out in Iowa and remind these Democrat voters uh, just how far off the deep end their representatives, their Democrat representatives have gone, maybe maybe uh, get them to stay home. I've got one more clip before we move on from, from this impeachment topic because, you know, I like to uh, be fair-minded and even-handed, and I want to give the Democrats their, uh, their chance to make their case as well. This is of a, a Democrat supporter being interviewed about uh, whether or not the House managers are convincing her that, in fact, Donald Trump needs to be removed from office. Uh, do you think Donald Trump should be impeached? Yes, sir. He should definitely be impeached. We do not need him. No. <laughs> Why is that? Because um, he's just doing a lot bad in the country that I don't agree with. I'm not, like, fully known about it. I don't know a lot about it, but I do know that he's not right for us, and he shouldn't be our president. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. There's been, like, a lot of media coverage about Donald Trump being impeached, like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wall-to-wall coverage. Can you point to something that you've learned from that coverage about impeachment? Um, I just know that... If you really can't be a president, you really shouldn't try and be one going for Donald Trump, and he shouldn't be it. No! God, please, no! No! Can you point to the crime or the reason? Um, he's done a lot wrong. I mean, um, let me see. I just, I don't really can't think of one off the top of my head because I'm so like, but I just know he's done a lot wrong and he shouldn't be a president. <laughs> Everyone in this room is now dumber. May God have mercy on your soul. You know, it's it's funny, but it's it's true. They keep saying, though, Donald Trump's a racist. You sit there and wait for them to cite an example of Donald Trump being a racist. Donald Trump is uh, is undermining democracy. You sit there and wait for Donald Trump actually doing anything against the uh, the democratic process. It's the it's the Democrats that are actually undermining the Democrat process. It's the Democrats that are playing into. Uh, delegitimizing our government. And they've, they've got the Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and uh, Michael Bennett sitting locked 
in the Senate chambers and they've given Joe Biden the run of the field out there in Iowa. And you, you would think that this would be the time for Joe Biden to really shine. But um, he's not quite up to it. Here he is. In one of his uh, famous gaffes yesterday out in Iowa. These kids have come. They've done well. I had to set this up better. He's talking about uh, uh, the DACA re- re- uh, recipients, the so-called dreamers. And listen closely to what he says. These kids have come. They've done well. Most of these kids, there's, over, there's a lot of them, and they're not just Hispanic or uh, Asian Pacific Islanders as well. And they, in fact, have done very, very well. In many cases, more Americans than most Americans are because they have done well in school. They believe what they, the basic principles that we all share. I think they should be, in fact, fine put on a path. This is a recurring theme with the Democrats. The DACA recipients are more American than Americans. You've heard Nancy Pelosi say that. You've heard Elizabeth Warren say that. And it really shows the disdain that they actually hold Americans in. And I guess if your voters, your constituents, were like that uh, that airhead we heard on the, the last clip, the clip before last, you might end up with uh, sort of a disdain for Americans. At one point yesterday, uh, a reporter asked Joe Biden about his uh, – his renewed attacks on Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, of course, was forced to apologize for suggesting that Joe Biden might be corrupt. He did that, I believe, because uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post sort of um, implicitly threatened that if, uh, that, if, that if Bernie wanted to go there and talk about corruption, that they would expose Bernie Sanders' own corruption. They're going to do that anyway at some point. But here is a reporter asking, well, if if you're back on uh, good terms with Bernie, why do you continue to attack him? These kids have come. Oh, wrong clip, Jimbo. I need to get a, a stinger with a wrong clip, Jimbo. Here we go. Well, yesterday, yesterday you said you accepted Bernie's apology and now you're attacking him. Why are you doing that? Why wasn't his apology enough, Mr. Vice President? Why, why attack Sanders? Why, 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 why? You're getting nervous, man. Calm down. It's okay. He apologized for saying that I was corrupt. He didn't say anything about whether or not I was telling the truth about Social Security. Thank you, guys. Why, 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 You know, th- there's been a, a new tactic. Uh, you're not allowed to point out that Joe Biden is having trouble formulating a sentence any longer because of he apparently stuttered as a child. And if you point out that he has a very difficult time communicating, they accuse you of attacking him because of his childhood stutter. That was a, uh, um, um, criticism that they leveled at, uh, at, uh, Eric Trump's wife, Laura. She said, Joe Biden can't get a thought out. And they immediately jumped on her for, attacking Joe Biden because he had a stutter as a child. Trump was over in, uh, in Davos in Switzerland attending this, uh, this Davos, uh, globalist summit to reading them the riot act. And Maria Bartiromo went over there 
and asked about these attacks by the Democrat establishment on Bernie Sanders and their desperation to prop up Joe Biden as their standard bearer. And about Bernie, she said, no one likes him. No one wants to work with him. He gets nothing done. Pelosi has him, of course, in, in jury duty. Uh, Maria's talking about uh, Hillary Clinton coming out um, in a in a uh, an op-ed saying that nobody likes Bernie Sanders. And about Bernie, she said, no one likes him. No one wants to work with him. He gets nothing done. Pelosi has him, of course, in, in jury duty at the impeachment trial. Are they colluding against Bernie again? Well, they are. They're really trying to take it away from him again. I mean, when Hillary says nobody likes him, nobody likes her. That's why she lost. I mean, nobody liked her. She had every advantage. She had this big machine behind her. She had the Obama. She had that. She had everybody behind. And and it wasn't even close. You look at 306 to 223. Uh, she uh, She's the one that people don't like. I mean, I think if, you, if I had my choice in terms of personality, I might take him over her. But I probably would take neither. On the, onto the and, and Biden's going to be interesting because he can't string together a sentence. And if he makes Uh-oh. it. If he makes it, you know, he seems to have a little bit of an edge right now, but it's it's rapidly disappearing. Bernie is surging. There's no question about it. And Bernie seems to be the one the party wants. But my attitude is whoever it is, it is. Well, Bernie is, in fact, surging, and he's moved ahead of Joe Biden in the national polls by one or two points. And so the Democrats' frontrunner is uh, is now a dyed-in-the-wool Marxist, a communist, if you will, and the Democrat uh, establishment on Wall Street and in the uh, the halls of power are starting to mobilize against him. But one of the interesting things is they have not cited this, uh, this Project Veritas expose that has uh, captured paid campaign staffers on, uh, for Bernie Sanders, uh, threatening violence, threatening gulags, defending the, the uh, Soviet Union and communism. And now James O'Keefe over at Project Veritas is out with his uh, part two. And it shows that uh, old Kyle Jurek, who's still on the campaign, still hasn't been fired, is not uh, alone in being a uh, dyed-in-the-wool communist on Bernie Sanders' payroll. They sent an undercover operative to South Carolina and captured yet another one of these communists um, advocating violence inside the Bernie campaign. Our next Soviet sympathizer from the Sanders campaign is South Carolina field organizer Martin Weisgerber. If you were shocked by our expose on Sanders staffer Kyle Yurick's affinity for the Soviet gulags, hold on because this guy's got him beat. Weisgerber even suggests dissolving our democracy might be a good start for a Sanders dictatorship. So, do we just seize, do we just dissolve the, the Senate, House of Representatives, the U.S. branch, and have somebody like Bernie Sanders and a cabinet of people make all the decisions for the climate? I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, the executive. We can't. We can't address the immediacy of the climate change on the current. Good luck. Weisgerber left. So if you're unable to make that out, he's saying that uh, Bernie Sanders, if he gets in there, maybe he can dissolve the Senate so that he can uh, have his cabinet make uh, make policy so that they can address the climate change and institute the Green New Deal. And here's where this uh, this South Carolina campaign worker, paid staffer on the Bernie Sanders campaign, 
gets into uh, advocating for violence. Laughs about sending the rich to the guillotine, getting armed and starting a revolution. Words that sound more like they were from the pages of Mao's Red Book than from a Democratic presidential campaign staffer. If Bernie Bernie was to lose, I would like to see all of this protest like here, stateside. I'm already on Twitter following numerous groups around the country that are ready to organize yellow vest protests. I mean, I'm ready. Let me know. I'm ready to start tearing bricks up and start fighting. Good. I'm not. I'm no no cop, bro. I'll straight up. I'll straight up get arms. I want to swim on a shoot and go train. I'm ready for the. Right. He's ready for the revolution. Good stuff. Guillotine the rich. Guillotine the rich. <laughs> the guillotine's very humane, too. Yeah. It's, it's humane. It's humane. It's more humane than the cool. That w- no, I mean, that's debatable. Like, I think, I'm of the belief that, you know, I read a little bit about the gulags. I think they're blown a little bit out of proportion. They were, they were mostly for education. He's saying the gulags in the Soviet Union were blown out of proportion they were mostly for re-education and you got to keep in mind you heard the exact same rhetoric out of this other campaign worker the first in the project veritas series promising to send trump supporters to re-education camps now you know this could be written off as um as just some unhinged campaign workers but these guys are on staff and and bernie sanders has not commented on it he hasn't condemned it he hasn't had to disavow he hasn't fired these campaign workers and this is the same guy who had james t hodgkinson on his campaign back in 2016 that ended up taking um, an ak i think it was an ak-47 to that congressional baseball practice and a killing and attempting mass murder on republicans shot five people almost killed steve scalise the uh, house whip at the time and if it was anybody in in um donald trump's campaign saying these things of course it would be front page news you'd have uh reporters running all over capitol hill demanding that um that republican senators and representatives disavow donald trump and his campaign it would be nonstop, and yet they have pushed it. There has been zero ink spent in the New York Times or the Washington Post talking about these violent communists, and that's that's no exaggeration. They are violent communists inside Bernie Sanders' campaign. So, yeah, Hunter Biden is holed up in some secret location He's being schooled and coached by Democrat lawyers uh, and spinmeisters in case uh, the the House managers are successful in getting additional witnesses. You can bet Hunter Biden is going to have to testify as well. They can say he's illegitimate all, he wa- all they want to. But if there are any witnesses, Hunter Biden is going to be one of them. And Hunter Biden is also due in an Arkansas court next week to answer... Uh, for this child um, support case, he is stonewalled, they like to use the word. He has stonewalled the court about his income and his sources of income because all of that involves the millions of dollars he took from Burisma. And 
Reality TV, that's what our government has become. They're not, uh, they're not getting anything done on uh, the American people's business, but it's reality television. That takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.